Hey, this is Leah, and you're listening to Ads with Leah, a paid social podcast. This podcast provides creative-first digital advertising education for impact-driven businesses and marketers who care more about quality than they do about quantity. Stay tuned to learn how to make amazing ads that help you reach the right people and attract and engage your ideal audience. Hello and welcome to the Ads with Leah podcast. This is your host, Leah Mazur, and this episode today is going to be a little bit different than my usual episodes. I'm not going to be sharing any tips for your ads or ad creative specifically. Instead, I want to give a bit of a behind the scenes of the last 10 years of running my business. It is November 2022, and my first paying client in my company was 10 years ago, November 2012. First paying client that wasn't a friend or friend of a friend, and that feels like a pretty significant milestone for me. I feel pretty proud, especially looking back at everything I've built and accomplished in the last 10 years, so I have been thinking for the past couple months about how I wanted to celebrate this and acknowledge it and creating this podcast episode is one of those ways. I also love seeing the behind the scenes of other people's businesses so I thought it would be cool to give my audience a behind the scenes into mine and what it took to grow it and how I got to where I am today. I'm going to be getting into how I got into this field, how I got my first clients, how I grew my business, the process of hiring a team and then deciding I didn't want one, and some of the biggest lessons that I've learned along the way as well. All right, so without further ado, let's get into it. So both my parents are programmers, which meant that I was exposed to computers from a pretty young age compared to a lot of people my age. I would say from about the age of seven, we had computers in our house and I learned to code basic front-end web development, HTML and CSS around the age of 13 or 14. And I built my own website, like not one on GeoCities, one that I coded from scratch that was a Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan site because that was my obsession in my teenage years. So I had this website that was my favorite hobby. I would go on and add content to it and every few months I would revamp and redesign the whole site which meant recoding everything and I got pretty good at the web development and design part of things. So fast forward to when I went to university I never even considered studying computer science and I have definitely kicked myself for that decision a few times, but I really feel a big part of that decision was just lack of representation. I literally didn't even think of it as an option. When I thought of a computer programmer, I thought of, you know, nerdy men and not someone like the person that I felt I wanted to be. So I studied psychology and When I was in university, I became friends with another woman who I'm still very good friends with today, and she was studying business, and she invited me to join the entrepreneurship club at school, and that got me totally hooked. I started taking business classes with my electives in my psych degree, and I got a certificate in public relations. That friend and I also started our first business together, which was a partnership 
and we promoted local music and planned local music events for our city. We had a blog and a website that went with it, and we interviewed a lot of local bands as well. A lot of the local bands started asking me how we built our website, and I just said, yeah, I just built it because it was just something I knew how to do. And when they started asking me to build them websites, I realized that there could be something there. So I started building websites for local bands that I knew through this other business partnership that I had. And eventually, November 2012, I launched a business under like a separate business. And I got my first paying client, which was a local pet store. Around this time, I also started working in marketing roles. My first real office job was for a nonprofit where I was doing marketing and communications. And then after that, I got a job for a marketing agency just as a basic account coordinator position. While I was working these jobs, I was building websites on the side for local businesses. After about two years of working and running this as a side hustle, it started getting really busy and I wanted to be on my own so bad that I decided to make the leap. I did not have any savings. I did not do this in a very smart way at all. I just figured that my business would just keep growing and I would just keep getting clients, but that's not exactly how it happened. So for the next two years, I think I probably made about twenty to $30,000 a year with that business. And so it was not quite the success that I thought it was going to be. At this time, I had also started adding in help with social media, email marketing services, SEO, Google Analytics services, and I'd even made my first online course, which was a Google Analytics course. But it was a struggle for sure. I definitely did not know what I was doing. I ended up moving to a new city, which was in part because of some personal changes in my life and also just kind of wanting something new and different. I moved to Kelowna, BC, and my first week there, I rented an Airbnb while I was looking for my own place. And the son of the woman who worked at the Airbnb was coming over for brunch. I was chatting with him about what I do, and he worked for a local tech company, which was an advertising company, and he invited me to go and interview. I interviewed the next day, literally started the day after that. So within a week of moving to this new city, I had a job and I was a bit disappointed. I was excited and disappointed. I really wanted to run my own business, but I just knew that what I was doing already wasn't working. And I felt like this would at least give me some more experience and some money, which I needed. And so I ended up taking the job. During that year, I was at the company. We grew very quickly. We were Canada's fastest growing startup that year. We were also Canada's largest Facebook advertiser. We were focused primarily on Facebook advertising and running basically affiliate campaigns for other brands. Because of my experience with building websites and Google Analytics, they put me into a CRO role or like a website testing and optimization role. But after about six months, I moved into a data analyst role, which was really cool. I didn't have any experience with that really, but it was such a good learning experience for me. The 
people that I got to train under were incredibly intelligent. Most people at the company were very smart, very driven, and it was such a good experience for me to work for that company. I feel like it taught me so much and it gave me such a good perspective on the industry and business. After about a year in that job, the company had some layoffs and I ended up losing my job, which was sad and scary, but also I was very excited and also scared and nervous, but mostly excited about the opportunity and that kind of push to get back into doing my own thing and trying to make it work this time. After I lost my job, I was putting a lot of feelers out. I was doing job interviews and applications, but I was also going to networking events and mentioning to people that I was open for freelance opportunities. I actually had been going to networking events very actively for the whole year that I was at that job because I was new in town and I loved the tech community there and I really wanted to get involved. I think that really, really helped me in getting my business off the ground because I had a network built up already. And so then to mention that I was looking for work, most people already knew who I was and my experience and and what I could do. I ended up landing two clients pretty quickly who hired me on a monthly retainer and this was so crucial for me in getting up and going because they were each paying me $2,000 a month. My previous salary was $50,000 so this was already pretty much the same or I think even a bit more than what I was making on a monthly basis at my last job. I was doing a lot for these clients on that retainer. I was definitely undercharging, I would say, but it was so helpful to me to have that consistent monthly income coming in that gave me the stability to then grow my business on top of that. I think it's so important to not try to grow when you're desperate because clients can feel that desperation when you're on the sales call and People are going to be more likely to lowball you. You're going to be more likely to take lower cost projects. And then you're just going to get stuck in the cycle of having projects that aren't paying you enough, but being so busy with these smaller projects that you can't go out and find bigger price projects. And I just don't think it's a good place to try to build a business from. One of the questions I get asked the most is how did you get those first clients after you lost your job? And so I'll share how I got those two clients. One of them was an ads agency that I had a connection with through previous, um, I don't even know how I had that connection with this person. I, I do a lot of networking, but I reached out to the agency owner and I said, hey, is there any way you need some help with subcontracting any of your work? And she said, yeah, for sure. The second one was, again, someone else that I'd had kind of a connection with through a mutual friend, and he had expressed interest in possibly hiring me previously, and so I reached out and I actually analyzed his website and his funnel, and I made a PDF document that was like a plan and a strategy for how he could improve it, and I sent that to him, and he was like, yeah, this looks great, let's do it. So that was how I got those first two retainer clients. Another thing that I feel really helped me be successful quickly was that I niched into 
one thing. I was a Facebook ad specialist and I only did Facebook ads. I didn't even offer Google or anything else at the time. And this was way different than when I was basically trying to do everything. I was offering email marketing, social media marketing, websites. I was trying to be a jack of all trades. And as a result, I was spending a lot of my time researching. I couldn't actually charge as much because I wasn't a specialist. So I think that's specializing in Facebook ads really helped me a lot to succeed much quicker with my business the second time. It's funny because I actually initially planned to specialize in CRO since I had more relevant experience to that field, but everyone that I talked to ended up asking me to help them with Facebook ads just because of my experience at the company I'd worked for previously, which was a Facebook ads company, but I never actually even ran any ad campaigns at the company. I was looking at the data, I was hearing everyone, all the media buyers talking about what was working and what they were doing and how they were testing, but I don't even think I actually ever ran a single campaign at that company before going off and having people hire me to run their ad campaigns. This is why these first two retainer clients that I had were great, especially the ad agency I was subcontracting for because they ended up teaching me a lot and I learned a lot from them on how to set this up. So within just a few months of getting laid off, I was making five figures a month. And I thought that was incredible. Coming from a 50K salary, I was incredibly happy with that. And a lot of people would ask me, how did you get this up and running so quickly? And of course, for me, it didn't feel quickly because I felt like I'd been trying to start my own business for five years because I had been. I'd been running the side hustle, I had been trying to get something like that off the ground for the past five years. And I really believe that those past five years really set me up to succeed much quicker because I already knew how to manage client contracts, how to set up my company, things like that. So all of that foundational stuff was kind of out of the way already. Another factor is I would just say the city and the environment that I was in, it was a very small, tight-knit tech and entrepreneurial community that, again, I was very involved in, and that really helped me to get referrals and word of mouth to grow my business. Another factor is that Facebook ads at this time were just beginning to grow in popularity, and people were really starting to see the success that they could have with Facebook ads, and Facebook ads were incredibly cheap at this time. I wish I could go back and have the ad costs that we had in 2017 because it was incredible. So I think there were a lot of factors, um, a lot of environmental factors that really played into things taking off for me in that way. Someone asked me on LinkedIn recently if I hadn't have gotten laid off Would I have still tried again to launch my business and left to go off on my own? And my answer is without a doubt, yes. Running my own business has always been what I wanted. Even as a teenager, I never really knew what I wanted to do when I grew up, but the idea of running my own business really appealed to me even at that time. I just don't think that I'm someone that's cut out to work for other people, and I think that type of person makes the best type of entrepreneur because we have to make it work. I don't know how long it would have taken me to make the leap, though. It definitely wouldn't have happened on the same timeline. I probably would have given it another year or two was kind of what I was thinking, is I would stay there for another year or two and then go off and start my own business. 
but I'm so grateful for that experience of getting laid off because I got severance pay with it. I got EI. I also got into a government program called Community Futures where if you're laid off, you can get training on how to start a business, which I did. And that was really incredible. And I actually still have my advisor that I got from Community Futures. I feel like that program set me up really well to create a business plan and just understand how to set everything up properly and set myself up for success. So that was the first five years of my business and the last five years have been pretty different. It's been mostly the same but also very different lots of ups and downs the first year I would say was just kind of scrambling to keep up with taking on clients and that kind of growth I was charging 1200 a month at first but I had a good amount of demand I increased to 2100 I think and then 2500 and then 3200 pretty much within the first year. A year after getting laid off I made my first hire which I feel like I didn't really know what was the right next step to take and I had a friend that actually approached me and said I'd really like to work for you so I kind of just jumped on the opportunity because he was incredibly smart and talented and so I said yes, and I also feel like there's just this narrative in business that you just need to grow all the time and be growing your team and scaling and, you know, figure out ways to remove yourself from the business. But after he was with me for about eight months, and I just realized that it just wasn't a fit for me, and I let him go. I also, at the same time, moved across the country, moved to Montreal. At this point, I started hiring contractors to help me solve problems and take different pieces of my work off my plate. I experimented with a lot of different ways of running my business in the next few years, which was really fun and I learned so much. So this first few years was a lot of experimentation, a lot of just getting really good at what I do and figuring out how to offer the best service for my clients, how to have the best systems for making sure that everything that I do is quality and consistent. And then when the pandemic hit in 2020, I did lose a good amount of clients in March. I think just fear and uncertainty and people wanting to cut back on budgets. And 2020 was a year that I actually didn't focus a lot on my business. I think this was the case for a lot of people. I think the pandemic really made a lot of people evaluate what's really important in life. I spent most of 2020 focused on things that were happening in my personal life. I had a lot going on and in a good way, but I did feel a bit bummed out about my business and I just felt like I was kind of in a plateau at this point. It had been three years and I was kind of still like running client campaigns. I knew I didn't want to hire a team, but I didn't really know what my next steps for growth were. And it, it did stress me out a little bit. I think another reason is that I used to always work from cafes or co-working spaces. And I just really had, I really struggled with working from home and just like staying focused working from home. I'm sharing this because I think it's important to just note that 
business is always ups and downs and it's not always grow, grow, grow and up and to the right. And I just think it's important to acknowledge that. I'm so grateful to my business though that I was able to still make a decent income even though I wasn't focused on growth. I wasn't doing any sales at all. I basically just kind of kept my existing clients and kept you know, focusing on them and their needs, but nothing really else outside my business. I shouldn't say nothing. I was thinking about it. I was trying, but I just felt a little directionless. And normally my business in years and years prior has been something that makes me so excited and I can't stop thinking about it. So it was really confusing to me to not feel like that for the first time in years. In 2021, things started to pick up, like literally as soon as January hit, I got an influx of referrals and clients and that gave me a lot of excitement and energy again in my business. And I also at this time started learning video editing, which was something that I previously had always outsourced, but I felt like I wanted to learn it and it was really exciting to me to have a new skill to learn and one that I could use to make my clients work even better. I've always found that growth is pretty much the most important thing to me in my business. And I'm not talking about revenue growth or business growth. I'm talking about personal growth and growing my skills. And if I'm learning a new skill or pushing myself in a new way in my business, that is what really makes me so excited about it. And I think that was part of why in 2020 at that point I'd been doing it full-time for three years I kind of felt like I just you know the learnings weren't happening as quickly anymore I also signed up for quite a few programs in 2021 and one of them was all about how to sell digital products like ebooks online courses trainings that kind of thing and this has been something that I've wanted to do in my business pretty much since I started it pretty much for 10 years and just never got around to it. I always found it easier to focus on selling services because it's a good amount of revenue upfront as opposed to like a course that you might sell for like a few hundred bucks. And it's more guaranteed. You can spend a lot of time building out a digital product, but you don't know if you're actually ever going to see a return from that. So for that reason, I've always really focused on my service clients. But in 2021, I did start to play around with some digital products and had a little bit of success with that. I actually have a blog post on my website. If you're curious to learn more about that, I'm really proud of it. It's really long and in-depth and I share the whole journey of creating that product from scratch and testing it with ads and testing different offers and different landing pages. And I've got Loom videos that I share as I'm going through the process, you can really see kind of what my thinking was with everything and how I built it out and built it into a little passive revenue stream. I was pretty proud of it, pretty proud of proving that I could generate passive income in that way. But before I scale it, I really want to put a lot more time and effort into it. So it's kind of just on pause for now, but that's something that I plan to get back into in 2023. Since I was planning to build out training courses, I started becoming more active on LinkedIn at the end of 2021, around September. And 
pretty much a few weeks from being active, and by active I mean posting regularly, within a few weeks I started getting a good amount of job offers. And there was one that caught my attention. It was a senior director of paid social role at a Toronto-based agency. And I ended up taking the job. It was essentially an aqua hire. They bought my clients, my systems, my processes, everything about my business kind of just got absorbed into theirs. And the reason I took it is the founder said to me that it would basically just be like running my business on a bigger scale. And I was really excited about that. I was really excited to get to work with bigger clients, work with a bigger team, and just get something different. I was still feeling a bit of the lack of direction that I was feeling in 2020, even in 2021. I had kind of had this new path that I was experimenting on with the digital products, but I still didn't feel quite certain of what my future held in my business. And I also just remembered how much growth I had at the last company I worked at. So I felt like it would be a good way to really just up-level my skills and get experience with bigger companies, get experiencing with managing a bigger team. And then I could always go back out on my own in a year or two if I wanted to. Of course, I didn't last very long at the company. I ended up quitting. The environment at the company was incredibly toxic. I'll just leave it at that. And I should have vetted that better. One thing that I say often, I can't remember where I originally heard this, but the phrase action brings clarity has always been so true for me. As soon as I took that job, it was just so clear to me that my business was the right path for me. And the kind of uncertainty and lack of direction I had been feeling was just kind of part of the process and that I needed to work through that and figure it out and get back to running my own business because that was the only thing for me. I'm not saying that I'll never work for anyone else ever again, but at this point in my life, it's just not a good fit for me. At the same time that this was happening late 2021, there was a huge shift in the ad industry that had kind of been slowly happening over time, but iOS 14 really was the catalyst for this shift. Facebook ads used to be about targeting and data analysis and optimizing your, you know, ad sets and all of these like hacky ways of setting up your ad account. But there was a shift happening at this time towards making really good ad creative and doing kind of like UGC style videos and just making better ads in general. So I left the, that company in November and I took the rest of the year off to just analyze, figure out what was going on in the industry. I did so much research. I spent so much time on Twitter, just following people, looking at what they were saying and figuring out how I could make a company that was really positioned well with this new landscape and that would be more likely to stand the test of time because Facebook ads were changing and I knew that I had to change my business as well. In January 2022, I launched my new company, Carousel Creative. I didn't actually launch the new name and branding until April, I believe it was, because I couldn't decide on a name 
and the branding and website and everything took a while, but officially as of January, it's, it's a completely separate company. And I like to think of it as a different company too, because it is very different than how I used to run things. I feel like I really had to look at what was happening in the market and in the industry and really start from scratch and build like a new offer for my clients that would help them succeed in the way advertising is now. This year in 2022, I rebuilt my entire client base pretty much from scratch. It, it's been really, really fun and exciting this year. And I feel like I have got that excitement back in my business. And I feel like this past year has been just so incredible and rewarding. And I'm going to create a separate podcast episode to share this year. I think I'm going to do it in the beginning of January as like a year in review, because I think it'll be interesting also for people to hear what I did to basically rebuild my company again. And I say from scratch, but you know, I had a lot of existing relationships and referrals that still came in that really helped a lot. But I am really proud of what I've built this year and where I've got my company to. I'm earning more than I ever have. I am feeling better about my services and the quality of my services than I ever have. And I just feel like I'm doing really fun, rewarding, creative work for my clients. And that just feels so good. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. It was quite personal for me. I don't normally share this much about what's going on behind the scenes, but like I said, I love hearing about it from other people and I really believe in transparency and being open. And if this can help anyone else on their journey or provide a bit of insight to someone who's considering entrepreneurship, I think that would be amazing. If you want to reach out, send me a message, let me know what you thought about this episode, that would also be welcome. You can message me on Instagram. I'm at adswithleah on LinkedIn, Leah Mazur, L-E-A-H-M-A-Z-U-R. And I'm also on Twitter though. We'll see what happens with that now that Elon has taken over. Um, but my Twitter handle is at adswithleah, same as on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for my January episode, which will be a review of everything that has happened this year in 2022. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast and I'll see you next time.